Hello and welcome to the N Street Village podcast. We hope you have enjoyed learning and listening to the recent vocational series over the next six to eight weeks. We are switching the focus of our weekly podcast series to health, wellness, and self-care. As you may know, N Street Village Wellness Center classes are paused due to the pandemic and the Wellness Center team and volunteers thought that offering would be an excellent way to connect with the community and participants. Thank you for tuning in. to the NSB Wellness Center podcast. Today we will be discussing mindfulness and our special guest is Sasha Gorelick. Hey Sasha, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Takeda? I'm fine. Thank you for um, allowing me to have you on the podcast, allowing me to interview you about mindfulness because it, it directly affects how we work with the women here is something that we do offer here at Entry Village. I'm just going to ask you some questions, try to have a meaningful conversation about it. So just to relax, have a good time. If you want, you can say a couple of things about yourself for our audience that's listening in. Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Thank you for having me so much. And I'm, I'm uh, excited to talk about mindfulness. Well, my name is Sasha. Like you said, I'm a first year med student at Georgetown. And the way you and I met, I guess it's a good thing to talk about. Um, I'm actually working with the Hoya Clinic, which is a student-run clinic at Georgetown. Um, and I'm working specifically with the women's health team. And so we kind of provide health classes to the women at NSV. Um, so I'm really excited to start that soon. And so, so, you know, kind of the meaningful conversation that you and I will have, I'm, I'm hoping to continue to have with the residents at NSV with some of the classes that we bring in. So. If you could pretty much paint a picture for our listeners in like layman's terms, exactly what is mindfulness? Yeah, so uh, it, it's funny because I think it's it's really hard to paint one picture of mindfulness. It can be done in so many ways. But if I were to just describe it in one sentence, the way I think about it is it's really an intentional but not forceful attempt to just focus in on the present moment. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, be, it's gained a lot of popularity now, especially because we live in such a digital age where we get so many inputs at once, especially now with the pandemic when so much of our work is over Zoom and we have meeting after meeting after meeting, you know, we don't need right. to kind of even take into account travel time. Our minds, we don't even realize, but our minds can be at so many different places at once. And so mindfulness is really a way to just kind of quiet that um, and so that we can be not only more efficient in what we're doing and just more present, but also happier and less stressed and just feel kind of more fulfilled with what we're doing in the present. There's no like really no rules or anything like that. It's just kind of with the flow of things to kind of relax your nerves, so to speak. Yeah, there's definitely no rules, um, which can be both really helpful for some people, but also really hard because some of us are really used to rules and kind of, you know, tell me how I need to do it. Um, but with mindfulness, there's a lot, it's, it's really a practice and it's a process and it's something that you can engage in, you know, every day at any moment. 
And there's a lot of avenues that people use to practice mindfulness. And so meditation is a really common one that gets brought up. Um, okay. And even within meditation, there's a lot of kind of different styles of it. Uh, but there's also things like journaling. Um, there's also things like mindful eating, which is really interesting and not something that people think about a lot. And so within mindfulness, there's this huge kind of umbrella of things and practices that we can do to just become more aware of, of our thoughts and how we're feeling and how to be present. Seems so simple, so easy mm -hmm. to do journaling and meditation. What's the benefit of doing those things? What's the benefit of like meditation and, and, and journaling and, and other techniques? You know, for me, when I, I, I choose to practice meditation and journaling when I feel, one, when I feel stressed. So oftentimes the way I practice it is I just take a few breaths. It doesn't even have to be like a long, you know, whatever, 15 minute meditation. It can simply be focusing on your breath and how it feels when your chest rises and falls. And so I like to do that before something that I'm feeling anxious about. You know, it could be an exam, it could be an interview, um, things like that. And then I also like to meditate and do kind of longer ones before bed. And for me, that helps. I've, I've noticed that when I go to bed, I can be feeling so tired for an hour, two hours before. And then the moment my head hits the pillow, I'm just thinking about so many thoughts. I'm thinking about how my day went, what I have to do tomorrow, what I didn't get done. And so for me, meditation is really a way to kind of just quiet the mind and be like, okay, I am arriving into a restful space and I am going to flow into a restful sleep. And so, so that's kind of my long winded answer to saying it can, people can take away from it, whatever they might need. Um, but I, I, I caution too, in that it's not really an end goal. It's not like something that you are trying to achieve. It's, it's simply a practice to engage in. It, it's a form of self-work that, you know, can help us work through a lot of different help us work through stress and help us be more mindful about an intention we set for ourselves it really um you know i want to give you kind of this direct answer but it really depends on what you walk in with it that's interesting because in my mind i think that there's some type of end goal or end time so i'm glad that you were able to clarify that for me and our listeners because in my mind i'm thinking i'm reaching something and if you think that you're reaching something, you think you're reaching for like a goal or, or the next level or something like that, but it's, it's not like that. And if I'm saying this correctly, it's just to have to help you manage and get through whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. And you can use it at any given time or any given day, any given age or anything like that. Yeah. It's really, it, it's really just a habit almost. And it's okay. just a tool. Um, it's, you know, in, in things like yoga, which has a lot of overlaps with mindfulness and meditation um we we like to say that it's just this the self-work is never ending right. um, and so really that's what mindfulness is it, it's just a practice that we can use to help us whether it's be more efficient at work whether it's simply be more calm feel more fulfilled with what we're doing it, it's it's a tool in your toolbox and it's just a practice Okay. 
Now, let me ask you this on the flip side. With anything, I feel like that there are pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Are there any cons or difficulties to mindfulness that you that you are aware of? Or, or is it it's something that's mostly positive? I think it's mostly positive. I, I think the I don't think that there are any cons, but I think there can definitely be difficulties. Again, with that idea of there's so many things in our lives that we kind of have an end goal for. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we might try to put that on top of mindfulness. So I know when I was first starting out, I would get really frustrated with myself when I was trying to engage in a meditation and I would be thinking about other things and I would have thoughts kind of popping in my head. And oftentimes in prompted meditations, there, there are reminders of it's okay if a thought popped into your head. Actually, for most of you, it probably did. Don't try to judge yourself for it. Don't try to label it. Just let it pass like a cloud passing in the sky. Um, and so there might be kind of myths that there is, you know, a right way to doing mindfulness or there's a successful way of doing it. Um, and it's really not that. It's really just, it's the attempt to simply quiet the mind and even just sitting down and agreeing to engage in it can do so much and can really calm yourself more than you would expect. Mm-hmm. I might have to try it. Um, I've never really <laughs> sat down myself and like really tried and really gave it too much thought. Now I may have mentioned it for someone else to do. Mm-hmm. But you may have just changed my mind. Okay. Because <laughs> I have like a million thoughts going yeah. all day long. <laughs> I like I have yeah. so many words in my head like they're bouncing from side to side. And people are always like, so how do you, I said, I don't know. I just dealt with, I deal with my words. They just, they're in there. And mm-hmm. I guess that's why I talk so much because then they got to come out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, you probably honestly do it more than you think. Cause sometimes when I, I also feel like my mind is going a million miles an hour and my body is not even catching up with my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I just take a moment to just sit down and say, I just need to breathe. I just need to not think about anything, close my eyes and think about my breathing and think about how I'm feeling in this moment. And so you might even do that a lot throughout the day and not even realize that actually you're practicing mindfulness. And so that's kind of the beauty of it is that you don't, you don't need anything. You don't even need a guided meditation if that doesn't work for you. You just, you can sit down and just inhale and exhale. And it can be just that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess in my mind, say if someone's sitting down, because I always see like on social media, people sit down and holding a cup of tea and mm-hmm. they sip their tea and they go, hmm, I guess that's <laughs> almost like mindfulness because I guess they're taking a moment, they're musawing, so to speak, mm-hmm. in that moment. It um, can be that, yeah. They're really just focusing in on the moment. They're just being present. And yeah, it really can just be that. Cool. Um, what about? I know we would we're talking individually, but how about in a, like a group setting? How would that look for people? And and what 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 benefits or or maybe some difficulties that comes with that? Mm-hmm. I, I know people do it in a group setting as well, mm-hmm. and it's really supposed to be focused on you. So when I'm in my mind, so why are we doing it in a group setting? Right. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. So I think the, the practice of it doesn't really change um, between groups and individual. It's really just, I think, different flavors of it. I think the benefit of having a group setting is it creates a space to reflect together afterwards. You know, I, when I do it, I'm part of a mind-body medicine class. And so we do a lot of meditations and then we go around in a circle really and talk about how we felt before and after the meditation and what it did for us. And it's a good way to kind of just bring up what's going on in life, how am I feeling? And so it can, it can be an avenue to um, kind of bring a community together. And so that's the benefit of a group setting, but it doesn't change the practice, I think, in any way. Some people can feel uncomfortable at first doing it in a group setting, even though a lot of the times, I think when I'm practicing mindfulness, my eyes are closed, you might worry like, oh, is someone looking at me and am I looking weird? Am I breathing too loudly? Um, and so some people, it, it might, you know, a group setting might not work for them. Um, and they might, you know, want to start off individually when, when they're just starting out. But I think, yeah, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't change the practice. I think it just, it can be a way to bring people together. Okay. Um, I, can, I can relate to that. I, I was in grad school and had a teacher, I think we were all up in arms about an asylum or something. So she kind of just cut the light off. She mm -hmm. put us all in a circle. And she made us all close our eyes. And she kind of gave us direction on how she wanted us to breathe. Mm -hmm. We had to stand up, breathe some more and stretch. Mm -hmm. But ironically, most people felt a little better afterwards. Yeah. I did, I would admit, I did peep a little bit. I think it lasted for maybe 10 minutes of the first part of the class. But mm -hmm. after that, I, I didn't focus on anybody anymore. I just kind of just focused in on listening to her and everything like that. And it, it worked. Yeah. That was because I think she gave us an assignment that raises everybody's <laughs> blood pressure. <laughs> so she needed to calm us down. But, and, and I, you can tell that she practiced it because she seemingly was always calm herself. It was weird. I don't know if people like to actually practice something like mindfulness or they're just born that way, but they come across <laughs> very calm. Most of the time you're like, why are you not up in arms? And they're like, namaste. I don't know. Right. <laughs> That's awesome that you had that experience. I think to, to go back to kind of your point of, of, um, whether it's a practice or people are being born with it, I think it's it's definitely a practice. In my experience, sure, some people are you know can be raised in a in a setting where they're just more calm about things and they let things pass. But uh, I only really got into mindfulness in college because my the coach that I played volleyball for um, was very kind of holistic in the way that he developed us and and he was focused on us not just growing as, as volleyball players but growing as people um, and so we did a lot of yoga and a lot of mindfulness practice and a lot of reflection and when I started off I was I mean I felt like I was constantly failing at it you know I didn't know how to turn my mind off I was always worried about like, what was the next thing I need to do I was definitely not a calm human being and even now sometimes I mean things definitely raise my blood pressure <laughs> but as I when I practice it it gives me, I think it just gives me a perspective. You know, it's not that it erases your problems in any way, mm -hmm. but it gives you the perspective that like, this will pass too. And I'm calm. I have the tools that I need. 
to get through whatever it is I'm going through. And if I don't, I can seek it out. But it's at first, when we first kind of like you were describing, get that assignment or whatever it is that that raises our blood pressure. Right. Like almost you you can't think clearly. You know what I mean? Like all you can focus on is like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And so when you practice mindfulness, when you take those few breaths or that 10 minutes, whatever it might be, it just allows you to kind of see a clearer path of like, okay, now that I've removed myself a little bit from the trigger, I can actually think analytically of like, how am I going to, how am I going to tackle this assignment or this conversation or whatever it might be that, that right. triggers us in the first place? Yeah. That part and that makes it very successful for a lot of people because mm-hmm. I I don't want to say go because it's not really a go but I guess the goal is to see clearly I, the, <laughs> to see clearly yeah uh, through a situation mm-hmm. see what your exit is see uh, what things you could put in place to kind of rectify it so to speak just yeah. just opens opens up the lane for you to kind of really clearly think it through yeah and it can be that and it, it I think that the beauty of it is that that can really be applied to anything. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be so that I can see a, a clear way to attack an assignment. It can be in the morning so that I can, you know, just see my day more clearly so that I can kind of arrive into this day with a clear mind. Um, and so it's, so I think that's really what's so wonderful about it, but also what can make it so abstract is that it's really it can be whatever you want it to be. And it can, you can use it whenever you feel like you just need, like I just need to focus in on this moment. You know, I just need right. my mind to arrive into this moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think I only have maybe one more question for you as a sure. wrap up. Um, <laughs> you know, our podcasts are not that long. And, we, and I, I feel like we can go on and on and on about We definitely things. can. <laughs> <laughs> never-ending story about yeah. positivity thank goodness mm-hmm. um as far as like technology in the digital world has that had any influence on mindfulness that have more people kind of tapped in because of social media or do you feel like people were already kind of like tapped in and nothing has like really elevated among the masses I should say I think I think more people are seeking it and are feeling the need for it um, because we do get just so much input. You know, we get so many maybe texts a day, emails a day, announcements that we're keeping up with. And even on social media, like we're changing the topic of what we're viewing like every five seconds while we scroll, you know what I mean? And we think that we're good at multitasking and we're good at kind of inputting all this information. But I think at the end of the day, I just feel like exhausted. I feel like I didn't think about any one thing. Well, I thought about a million things, not very deeply and not very well. And so, um, and so I think mindfulness is, is a way that something people are using to just be more intentional and to just be, Kind of able to to focus in on one thing. Um, 
I think it's really hard to do that nowadays. You know, even now when I study, I have like my iPad open and I have my computer open and I have all these things going on at once. And sometimes I'm really bad and I turn my TV on in the background. <laughs> and it's like, you don't even realize that you're hearing so many things, but you're not, you're not taking any of it in. And I think that can be really, really hard for people. And I think that takes a toll on people's just stress and feeling of fulfillment. Um, and so I think mindfulness is really a way to kind of claim that back. This is my last question. <laughs> sure. Um, do you think maybe another reason people may be um, using mindfulness maybe because of the pandemic? I forgot about that big elephant of the pandemic. <laughs> like that, that has really messed with people's uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. As you can see, crime is rising. Mm -hmm. Stuff, things are going on with our children in schools. They have to wear the mask, so breathing is off already. You know, right? I, I guess I don't know if people maybe have kind of turned to it because of that, just to help them cope and kind of get through. Yeah, I again, I think it's to kind of bring it back. Like there are a lot of triggers happening right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things we worry about that are unknown. And the first reaction, I know my first reaction is like, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Like, where's the light? Like, where's the end of the tunnel? Mm -hmm. um, and so, so I think mindfulness in that sense helps not, it, it's not a way to ignore the problems. You know, right. it's not, it's again, it's not going to take away any of it, but it's a way to take some space for yourself because if you don't it, it's really easy to just continue in this endless cycle of anxiety and, and, and um, like impending doom almost like what's next and how am I going to deal with this next thing and it's just a way to take space lay out the facts like this is what I'm going through this is how I'm feeling in this moment and afterwards you might feel better and, and feel more clear about okay, how am I going to handle this? Um, what is my next step? And, and, or it might even not be that. It might not bring you to the next step, and it might just help you feel more calm. And that, in and of itself, is is something that I think we take for granted, and we don't always um, we don't see it as like a beautiful end goal. But it can just be that. We can you can just do something for yourself to feel more calm not not to achieve anything else i think that's a beautiful way to end oh thank you so thank you so much thank you so much for coming on being part of the podcast at literally a week's notice yeah. for the whole world to know this lovely student <laughs> and all of her schedule just sat here and talked about mindfulness and everything that could possibly be putting on you in the universe about time and her schedule to come in and sit down and have a meaningful conversation about something very important that a lot of people probably lean on maybe a little and probably need to lean on to kind of find their space like you said you know take their space back I think that's what your words were take your space yeah. back yeah. you know and just be more calm and, and clear and, and able to just kind of get through some things if you can. So I, I, I'm, again, thank you for being my guest. <laughs> thank you. I'm so grateful that you like, created this, this space for me too. You know, I, I wouldn't do anything else at, 
10.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. <laughs> I really I do appreciate it. And I appreciate everything you're doing for, for everyone listening. It's really wonderful that you're kind of creating this space to, to talk about these important things. Well, maybe we'll have you back. Maybe you'll do a part two. Definitely. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you, dear. Thank you so much. And that wraps up this episode of Mindfulness. I want to give thanks to Sasha for joining us today and for sharing her knowledge of mindfulness. In this episode, we talked about how important it is to practice mindfulness in our daily lives. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.